Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Become a heavy debate, according to architect Dan Mice. We're of course talking about the capacity of Everton's proposed new stadium at Bramley Moor Dock. Very much welcome to the latest edition of the Royal Blue Podcast in association with Sport Pacer. I'm Everton reporter Phil Kerbride. I'm today joined by Adam Jones and Gavin Buckland, and we'll be discussing Dan Mice's comments last night. He took to Twitter to try and address some of the issues and the thorny issue of capacity with some supporters ahead of the uh, workshops he will be holding next month at Goodison. And also we'll be discussing some of the uh, results of the survey which were revealed by the football club this week, which were based on the 11 key principles they put out in January. Um, let's just talk generally, uh, Gav, we can start with you. Just talk generally and, and we'll come on to the specifics yeah, of yeah. what Dan said. Um, how did you, what did you feel the message Dan was trying to get across? Or do you think, you know, you, 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 what, did you welcome his input at this stage again? Um, well, that's a great one to start off with. In terms of, well, I welcome his input full stop because he's a major player and all this, isn't it? So I think anything that he, he gives in terms of views and communication has to be welcomed. In terms of what he was saying, um, obviously con- cognizance of some of that was based on what pe- feedback that people had given him, but there was one thing he said is, uh, which I think was quite something I agreed with was that Everton stage and capacity should be geared to, to Everton and not the size of any other club stadium. Yeah. And where Everton are and you know the size of the club or whatever, should be, we shouldn't be sort of saying, look, they've got a 60,000-seat stadium, let's have one ourselves. It, ha- it has to be around what we are as a club. Mm. And that's, that's the thing I, I took from what he was saying and I totally, totally agree with that. Mm. Adam again, you, you know, we, we we turned around his his tweets this morning, put him into a story. Did you think that Dan again? We're going to specifics. Do you think he was on the right track? What he was saying, or uh, I do I do think so. Yeah, I, I think if if anyone's got a right to speak about issues like this, I think it's I think it's Dan Mice. You know, the man who's going to be entrusted to design mm-hmm. actually this stadium, and I think it's it's. It is very right that we shouldn't be looking at any other clubs when we're focusing on what's right for Everton. Yeah. I complete, I completely agree with that. Look, you, like you, you have a lot of fans, like you mentioned, the likes of Arsenal, West Ham, Tottenham, all London-based clubs who've moved stadium. Like we, we're just not going to have the same kind of factors that those that those clubs have had when they've moved stadium. And I, and I do think like. There's a, there seems to be a bit of a worry that if we settle for anything less than a 60,000-seater stadium, that's us saying that we're not as big a club as the likes of Spurs or West Ham who have moved into a 60,000-seater. And it's just, it's not the case. Like, capacity is a factor, but it, I think Dan Mice was referring to, it's just a small factor in what he's trying to create at Everton. Like, 
I think we need we need to make this stadium a standout player in the Premier League, whatever whatever size it holds. Yeah, and I think it's probably worth mentioning at, at this point that I think a lot of the uh, heavy debate, as Dan calls it, has been has been building for the best part of a week now since uh, Robert Elson, the chief executive, was was quoted at a uh, downtown business meeting um, last Friday morning, in which he he was discussing in comparison to some other football clubs the jump from Goodison to Bramley Moor wouldn't be a massive increment. Now, obviously, I think a concern, a level of concern had grown within supporters that that quote of massive increment was signifying that Everton were not going to make a huge jump from 39 uh, to whatever Bramley Moor would yeah. be. I think it was perhaps more to do with a comparison, which which we've mentioned. But, um, Gav, in terms of, 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 of what Dan Meister said, one of the quotes he said was, this won't be limited by lack of ambition, nor driven by envy. Yeah, 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 I get that. I mean, but I would say in all this, I think every sport has got a right to give a few of what they think the capacity Absolutely. is. Yeah. And I think, and it is it is an emotive thing, isn't it? You know, that, and, and quite rightly supporters view Everton as a big club themselves and, and want something to see what other clubs have got, you know, but, you know, a mile away from Goodison Park or wherever Anfield is and say, you know, we want to be like that. So fully support that. Um, but as we talk about, like, the certain constraints around, around that, um, yeah, I think I think you're right. He's right, um, and I think it's just a very it's a peculiar one for me. This in that I think that it, ambition is to me, you know, we are showing our ambition by the fact that we're just moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just you know that we want you know does not I think. I think I looked in the 21st century how many clubs have actually built their own ground in the 21st century in the Premier League is it Arsenal and Spurs right. and I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on building not moving to like yes. a, a, a sort of ready made stadium like Man City and West Ham hmm. have was done it, so, was the stadium of life this century was, no, that was last was that was it, 1997 yeah. so, so there's only been two clubs who've moved and, and Tottenham still have moved yet have they you know? so it's a massive statement of ambition just by moving to a, a new ground yeah Mm. To be honest with you, yeah, you know, there's, there's not to me there's not much difference in ambition to moving from Goodison to a ground on the River Mersey and having the fifty thousand seater stadium, than moving from Goodison to a ground on the Mersey and having sixty thousand seater. It's it's a marginal, in the great great scheme <coughs> of things, it's a marginal thing, you well, know, and, and that, that's that's it for me. It's like the, the, the saying that having fifty is no ambition and sixty is is not not really. Point. It, it's the bigger picture of actually moving the ground. Well, on the flip side, Ad, can you can you appreciate the concerns of supporters who maybe argue that this is the once in a generation opportunity? So if we <coughs> do it, we have to do it properly, and doing it properly means building it as big and as grand as we possibly can justify. I, th- I think that's why it's such an interesting debate. I, I can I can see both both sides of the coin. I can see what I think maybe Dan was trying to refer to that we. Like, Maybe stadium capacity isn't the biggest factor, but I can also see that you know we have got a, we have got a massive fan base, especially in Liverpool. We've got a massive season ticket waiting list. We like we will be able to fill like a fifty-five, sixty thousand seater stadium. It's just the whether 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 the pricing structure would be right. There's like there's so many business factors that. Yeah. I can't. I can't even begin to wrap, um, wrap my head around. Probably, the, probably, yeah, probably worth saying at that point that the club have made clear in the key principles that they maintain or want to retain their um, fair ticket and pricing policy, and then yeah. the fact that what they've been doing at Goodison to try and get 
full house and stuff. That's something that they're sort of committed to doing in a new ground. But let's just I just want to, um, obviously, the standout line from the results of the survey was that 99% of, of respondents, of which there was nearly 10,000, so 99% of those respondents agreed that they wanted to see a stadium of 50,000 yeah. or more. Now, obviously, the question would be, and whether this would come out in the analysis and Dan Mice's workshops in April, what percentage of the 99%, Gav, actually don't want 50, but actually want 60? Oh, yeah, I would imagine quite a few based on, I mean, sometimes social media is not necessarily the best, you know, judge of, like, the wider fan base, you know, but judging by what you see on the internet, a lot of people want 60. Um, There's there's a couple of issues, I think, that play in there, and, and one is what Adam's saying about the... You know what our fan base is, and, and comparing it, you know, comparing it to, to say Tottenham and Arsenal, who have a far bit bigger fan base than what we have. Seriously, when you look at their, their season, you know, Tottenham have got forty thousand season ticket holders and sixty thousand on their waiting list. So that's a hundred thousand people who would like sort of made the commitment or would like to, to go and see Tottenham. So like a sixty thousand seater stadium for them is pretty much a safe, safe bet, isn't it? Really, we, we can fairly guarantee that we fill it on. That, that basis Everton and that, that's why they built a new stadium full stuff and that's why Arsenal built a stadium in 2003 whatever Arsenal had like sort of 25,000 season ticket holders at Highbury 20,000 on a waiting list 25,000 on a waiting list and 25,000 people who were on like a match day waiting list so they had like 70,000, 80,000 then uh, uh, to, 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 who wanted to watch, watch Arsenal bear, bear with us what I'm so saying yeah. so 60,000 both them clubs make sense and Arsenal was Phil Wembley at 70 odd thousand a few years before so their reasons for moving ground was because they knew they had a massive supporter base that would comfortably fill it with us it's a slightly different equation in that I take on board that there's you know probably people who are put off by Goodson's restrictive views and stuff like that I think we've got 35 is it 30 35,000 season ticket holders and mm-hmm. 10,000 maybe on the waiting list mm-hmm. so we call it just over 40 Forty to forty-five thousand people who want to see Everton guaranteed. Almost. Yeah, yeah, one of yeah. Ways. Compared to Arsenal's eighty or ninety when they moved to moved from Highbury and Tottenham's hundred thousand. So, for us to have a stadium the same size as them, we've got to find ten, fifteen thousand people from from somewhere. And what my question is 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 the is the is that a big risk? You know, wouldn't you? If you build an asset, you want to guarantee to use it all the time, don't mm. you? As part of investment, are we risking ourselves by building a sixty by not being able to guarantee that we can fill it every week on what we know at the moment? Do, do we have to? Sorry, mate, do we have to take? Do the club have to take some degree of a leap of faith in this? Mm-hmm. Do they have to push themselves mm-hmm. to try and generate? Because if because if yeah. they build, if the football club go right, we've gone for sixty. It's then up the club to, to find a way of filling it, and maybe does that show of ambition, for want of a better phrase, does that statement, if you like, draw people in, draw the casual fan in? Mm. I, th- I think it is just a leap of faith in general, in the same in the same way as moving to a new stadium is ambition embodified. Yeah. I think the the new stadium is a leap of faith personified forever. Yeah. We've never, we haven't we haven't done this since eighteen ninety two. Yeah, yeah. Like so, like, no nobody knows how this is going to turn out, and. Like you're quite right, as you say. There's no, there isn't the actual figures there to suggest that Everton can definitely guarantee it. Yeah. So it, it it will be a little bit of a leap of faith. But when was the last time Goodison wasn't sold out? 
for a, for a Premier League game. Yeah, yeah, I, I, get I can't. That. I can't remember that. But it's one thing selling out to forty thousand. It's another thing sending selling out to sixty thousand. My my analogy is is if we'd have moved to the King's Dock in two thousand and three, mm. it was fifty five thousand seat. I think it was fifty fifty five thousand yeah. then. In the years that followed, our average Premier League attendance was about thirty five to forty thousand. If we didn't fill Goodison Park during that days that followed, and you couldn't fill a forty. So my question, okay, the same question it, that it's a boost it's a going to yeah, the new stadium. stadium it though, is, yeah. It? But over the long, it's got a lot. And you get walk up. Don't get me wrong. You will get like that sort of like build that maybe come in a couple of years. But stadiums are there to last a lifetime. And what my concern is is, and Robert made that that thing about future proof and didn't he that that phrase and is like there's, there's lots of things in the game that will change over the next. 10 years that we need to be cognizant of like every game will be on live at some point that's that's the way the telly deal is going at the moment and that changes you know we see what's happened in Italy and Spain that changes the dynamic of you buying a season ticket then um, so there's that aspect we don't even know whether the Premier League in its current format will, will exist and you know going forward you know, you know and so there's lots of lots of you know the younger people coming for will the younger people Want to go the game in future? You know, well, I, mean, we I think that's where the I think that's that where the other bits of the new stadium come in. Yeah. You know, like the the museum aspect. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like, you can you can make it a whole event to get yeah, to go yeah, to go, like the, the new yeah. the new ground. Yeah, one of the key principles Evan have said on that is obviously the determination to make it the most technologically friendly. You know. Space Age, if you like, mm. stadium out there yeah, type yeah, of thing. Yeah. And so mm. that kind of ties into what you're saying. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, absolutely. It's making an event thing of itself, and I get that. It's just that. If I had a half a billion pound, you know, in my back pocket and stuff, no, 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 no. no. Don't pay me enough for the pocket. Why, why is, are you here then? Would, <laughs> I, would, would, would I want to, compared to Arsenal and Spurs, would I want to use, would I want the phrase a leap of faith involved in that investment? I would want like the Arsenal Spurs model where it's absolutely 100% guaranteed that now and for the foreseeable future, I will fill out that stadium to you know guarantee that investment. Yeah. The, the uncomfortable thing I have with Evan, even a 50 at the moment is based on the numbers of people who are committed to going to watch, watch us is that that's not there for me at a, at a 60,000 and is pushing it for the 50 and you want, you, want, you want it to be guaranteed that your assets going to be used all the time and we even though the fact that we will probably attract other people 60, 60k is a massive Massive, massive difference to forty. You know, it's fifty percent greater. Okay, you, meant, you used two examples of Arsenal and Spurs there. In Everton's situation, how much of a factor is the quality and the type of football that Everton are playing at the time of going into the new stadium, or the time of the decision made on capacity? Sorry, rather. Good, good point. I mean, about Arsenal moved it. Both Arsenal and Spurs have moved moved at a time when they were both playing great football, weren't they? You know, Arsenal to mid-2000s under Wenger Spurs under Pochettino so that certainly does help um, you know in terms of your, you know, your initial sort of take up and th- this is one of the machinery things wasn't it when he, when he joined was having that we've got a window between, now, when, and, and between now and when the stadium's built to really kick on so when the sta- we move to a new stadium we can see that as, you know the team as part of like selling the stadium as it were the, the, the problem is we've got at the moment is we're a little bit off that, aren't we? So, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, that 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 is a concern. Um, and even, you know, 
Man, if you have a look at Man City, Man City's a curious one. Is that they move to they're a different deal, Man City. So I'm not going to talk about the investment. They filled their stadium forty-seven thousand for the first two seasons at the City of Manchester Stadium, or whatever it was called then. Like, you know, in the third season they dropped seven, they dropped seven thousand a game. So they only getting they were having seven thousand empty seats. And once that like sort of going going to the going to the ground and like you know that initial thriller going had, had disappeared. They sort of reverted back to their, you know, mm. you know, forty thousand a game, and um, that's I say that's a danger. Of what if you don't have success? And, and only started picking up again once you had the two thousand and eight investment. So, but add on, add on the flip side to that, there's there's, a, there's record numbers of season tickets. There's a waiting list, so mm-hmm. there's got to be Evertonians come, hail or shine. Whoever's in the dugout, largely speaking, they've got to mm-hmm. come and support their club on a match day. Mm-hmm. So does the type of football, the timing of the decision on capacity, actually not matter at all? I, f- I find it I find it hard to say that it, it doesn't it doesn't matter at all. I think it's it's got to play some sort of part because at the at the end of the day, if you just keep it, if you keep coming to Goodison and you keep like if you like say by the time we we get to the new stadium, we're just playing some dull drab. Intermediate football every week. Like, there are going to be a few people who like are going to be yeah. disenfranchised. But it, it is exactly as you say. We have got record amounts of season ticket holders. Like the, you can't deny that we've got big big waiting list to even get a season ticket now. Like Goodison has been sold out for every match that I can remember this season. Yeah. Like, it, there are there is the demand there even even just to go to Goodison. And I do and I do just think the the idea of moving to a, a stadium which is going to be better accessible, like right on the city's waterfront, state of the art. It's it's going to be a massive. You want to go? Attractive, it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be a massive attractive. Factor, what yeah. my point is is the the, 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 the capacity. You know, the, it, there is there's another bit of logic here, though, isn't it? That actually, have we missed a trick? Is in terms of selling the new stadium to people and getting them used to going to the match, is having like sort of ninety percent of Goodison season tickets actually sort of counterproductive in that by denying like people who want to go to the match regularly access to a ticket you know by the time you get the new stadium you have lots of people who have not been to the match for ages who are suddenly yeah. trying to attract to go you know what I mean because it's interesting that Arsenal and Tottenham did the same they both Highbury and White Hart Lane 38,000 could sell you know sell 38,000 season tickets easily or whatever it is what they deliberately did is they kept the number of season tickets down Artificially, artificially, like to 26,000. Think Spurs went up a little bit, so to give as many people an opportunity to go to the match at some point. But does so, that work in so, a city like London more than it does in a city like Liverpool, purely well, based on size? Well, I'll get up on, but so so they allow people to go to the match. So when you went to the new stadium, the, those people used to at least go into a few matches a season. For us, I'm slightly worried about the fact that actually, you know, have we got the people to go to Goodison on that basis? But I, I, I personally would have lowered the season ticket. I thought it was a great news story. Stuff lowered the season ticket um, totals a little bit. You know what? Even if it means an increase in the waiting list, to at least give people an opportunity to go to match who you want to attract to the new stadium. But isn't in the, the future, but isn't the Premier League, Gav, on the flip side of that, playing devil's advocate here? Isn't the Premier League and the visit of United City, Liverpool? Arsenal, Chelsea, you know, there's, there's there's plenty of reasons for the casual fan 
to go, I'm going to go to Goodison this weekend. No, no, but that's a, yeah, but that's it's it's not about it's just 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 getting as many people to enjoy the match they experience at Premier League level. You know, who's an Everton fan, and at the moment, by having like ninety percent of our ground as season ticket holders or something like that, I mean, I've got a waiting list as I've said, and the ca- we're stopping. In some respects, maybe the casual supporter from going the type of casual supporter that we want to attract but at my, the new ground. But, but my point is, will they not still be there? Because the Premier League is bigger than it's ever been. Everybody watches it. It's on the telly every day. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So if, so if, if, if you're if you're now your local club, you've got a young kid. He's undecided who he wants to support. Yeah. He or she wants to support. Everton just built a new ground. We're going to get a ticket because they've gone 59,000. Yeah. Yeah, I can take it every other week. But, we can yeah. go. We can't get into Anfield every week because it's full. Well, yeah, there is that. There is, there is, well, that's something that maybe we need to take advantage of, isn't it, really? But I get that, but we want 15,000, 20,000 of those people, don't you? And that's the thing. Um, and what my point is, is I don't know where those people are at the moment. And the challenge, the challenge to the club, yeah. the challenge to the club, if it's going to go with 60, is, is to find those people and to give them an opportunity of going to the game in the interim. Yeah. And by by having such a high level of season ticket holders, which I know is guarantees income and it's a good news story and all that type of thing, we are denying the casual fan that opportunity of enjoying the match day experience with Everton. Go on, at the moment. Go on, I'm a bit confused to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm not quite sure what you're trying to get at. Are you saying, are you saying that there's fans now put off Going no. to Goodison because they can't get a, a ticket for. Well, I think Gav, for I, in summary, are you saying, Gav, that because do you think there's a, there's not enough opportunity at the minute at Goodison because of high level of season tickets, there's not enough opportunity for a casual fan to go as and when they want to to get the experience. I like coming and watching Everton. Yeah. So that when the new stadium is built, they haven't had that taster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, and we're, we're relying on those. Those are the people that we want to fill up the ground. And try before you buy almost. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they're, 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 they're not coming anyway, though. Yeah, you've got, you've got, it's not impossible to got, get a ticket for Goodison. Like, well, well if you've got 90, yeah, what we're saying is that if 90% of season tickets or whatever, what is 34, 35,000 out of 37, isn't it? Something like that. It, you've just got to look at what Arsenal and Spurs did. They, 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 you know, it's like any. If you're in any business, you've got to see what the business standard behaviour is, and it's very instructive. And to look at what Arsenal and Tottenham's strategy was for when they moved to to new ground, both in terms of the numbers of people who wanted to see them and how they managed that process in the final years of going from their old ground to the new ground well, and that involved artificially lowering the number of season sick holders to give as many people the opportunity to go because they're the people that you want to attract in your new ground and I feel that us by having 90% season sick holders but denying access to see Everton of people that we all of a sudden in 2022 whenever we want them to go I, but is that not that if, if Gav's right in saying that, that those casual fans are being denied the opportunity at the minute, does that weight absence grip makes the heart grow fonder almost? Yeah. Well, I definitely can go now. I'd like to think if you're an Everton fan and the opportunity to go to the match comes up, then you, you, you're going to go regardless. Yeah. Like, I think you, you're referencing Arsenal and Spurs, but it comes back to what Phil mentioned before about the, them being London clubs. Like, it's it is different for them. Like Arsenal and Spurs could move into the, they could have a massive corporate sections and do all this with their stadiums. Like being situated where we are, we can't really 
we can't really do the same things. And it comes back to what Dan was saying yesterday. Like we've got to tailor this to Everton. We yeah. can't be looking at uh, anyone anyone else in that sense. And I think yeah, I think maybe Ever- Everton is a different kettle of fish. No, no, I get that, but the, the same principles apply, don't they? It's same, same, they apply at Man City, isn't it? Why have Man City not extended? They've, they've been talking about it for a couple of years now, haven't they? Man City, City, yeah, yeah. So, so Man City, you know, best club in England, probably best club in Europe, Guardiola accepts it like that. 55, their fan base is, is effectively just a little bit bigger than ours, cities. They, I think they've got, um, I think they've got 40,000 season ticket holders. And ten thousand on the waiting list. So their their figures are like fifty thousand people against ours, forty three, forty four thousand. And the reason why they that's why you get empty seats. By the way, there were six thousand empty seats at the Etihad when we played them in in August. The reason why they've not extended to sixty one, even though they're like a fantastically successful club playing Burnley football, is their fan base is not big enough to justify sixty one because they're not filling fifty five. At the moment, and that's 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 the comparison that we, you know. If you're going to go outside on that's the comparison that we need to look at with City. If City, with all that, are a bit touchy going up to sixty, and they've got a great finance deal, haven't they as well? So to, they've got a better finance deal than us because they inherited the ground. Why would we want to? Why would we want to construct one at sixty for and be bigger than a club that's comparable to us in? Fan base size, but is playing absolutely fantastic football, and they're a bit tetier even about having fifty-five at City. Is this so, a, is this not a debate historically though? Maybe of city, cities again. I'm, I'm just sort of playing yeah. devil's advocate. The city's relatively recent surge and form and success swelled their fan base more than where historically yeah, yeah. Everton have got that fan yeah. base and always have and always will. It's only gone up by about six or seven thousand in the last okay. since two, since he won the first title in two thousand twelve, because your fan base size is fan base size, isn't it? There's not like sixty thousand people wanting to go to see Leicester because they won the title, is it? Because Leicester's fan base size is is that. Yeah. And I get on board by everybody wants six, you know, not everybody, but but we just have to take a step back and think what what does take away that emotion from it is. Well, can we just is that almost it? impossible? As much as it makes sense for you to say that, is that almost impossible to take any emotion out of this? I, th- I think it's impossible if you're a supporter, but if you're holding the purse strings with half a billion quid in your pockets, then yeah. you've got to take that away from you, haven't you? I don't know what you think, that. No, no, I completely yeah, agree, no. and I think that's what Dan was alluding to with yeah. his tweet yesterday. He, he, he was just saying, look, I'm not going to... I'm not going to look at it. What was his envy quote? Yes, it was... Uh, let me have a look. It was... We won't be limited by lack of ambition nor driven by envy. Mm. Yeah, I bet I think that that kind of alludes to taking like emotion completely yeah. out of it and just just yeah. being a being I'll, a professional I'll, about it, which is what it is. At this point, I'll throw I'll throw in a couple more of Dan's quotes because he was sent three or four tweets out and replied to a couple of people. Uh, I'm paraphrasing this one: right sized on this site. Now, obviously, that's a factor which we'll come on to yeah. the, the actual plot of land that Everton has secured. Uh, Dan also said, if bigger was always better, more seats. Always meant more revenue. Everyone would build a hundred thousand plus, and then he also finished on one tweet that there are several complex factors. Um, so and this feeds in. So how, how problematic, therefore, is the site in terms of capacity? And based on the results of the survey of just under ten thousand Evertonians, I just want to stress the most important factor that came back was ensuring that the new ground on the city's waterfront was a fortress. So how do we marry? Fortress, 
with the biggest capacity yeah. we could possibly have. How does how do those two things on a site that has restrictions? Yeah. Steep stands obviously is is mm. you know would be the first thing that people would say. Yeah. But is that is that where the kind of the project is fighting with itself a little bit? Mm. And the needs of, of what we all want as supporters actually fighting with ourselves because we'd love to, the club to build the biggest stadium possible, the statement, the grandeur, all that mm. brilliant. But we also want to retain what gives us home advantage, what makes as has made Goodison, Goodison yeah. the difference. Because that ultimately is really what matters, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I do completely agree. I think there's got to be there's got to be some level of compromise when when it comes down to that. Like, I mean, we've talked we've talked about all these new stadiums, you know, like. West Ham's, Arsenal's, cities. Well, I mean, if like, there's one not to do, it's like it's obviously moving to an Olympic stadium. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. Like they're all they're all like bowl shaped. They're all yeah. fans quite far away from from the pitch, and like no, nobody, nobody <coughs> wants to see that. We are, we all want like if we if we could just like pick up Goodison basically and plonk it there and just make it bigger. I think I think a lot of fan I think a lot of fans would probably do it, but like. A compromise is hard. It is hard to come by. I I personally think we should be like emphasizing like that that atmosphere. You know, yeah. being close to the pitch, those steep stands. And it, it's probably worth saying. Sorry, Adam, yeah. before you start, that you know, led to believe that any design that the club okay after fan consultation and everything has gone into the feedback into the process would have the ability to scale up. Because mm. that would be totally mm-hmm. sensible, and I believe that that's what the club are working on. That mm. premise. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I think. I, I mean, since that's what I'd said, I mean, there's a logical start of them. Just look at the design of Goodison. Yeah, and, and take it from there. That's mm. the start. Well, Dan, Dan loves Goodison. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, 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 we, well, we, we keep saying we want to recreate yeah. so many aspects from Goodison. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. I don't know why you'd want to. Just look I, at I, was, I was surprised about the results. Like one of the survey results about the shape of the stadium. I think that it was something around sixty odd percent yeah. preferred a square in design rather than a bowl. I'm surprised shape. it was that low. I, I can't believe forty percent. But of does fans. does people does does the description on paper of a square design conjure in the minds of people something that isn't modern? Do you know what I mean? Do you yeah, know yeah, 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 yeah. Like those, like sort of like a stadium in the middle of terraced houses type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Whereas, it, whereas, in fact, it, you know, it yeah. would be obviously, of course, ultra modern, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, no. I'm going back to the points. I think there's two things pointing opposite directions here, isn't it? Size of the ground and the the atmosphere. Um, I, I agree with Adam on this. That like you has to replicate Goodison, and there's no reason why it's all just well, just replicate Goodison then in, in a more in a more high tech. Sort of um, different way of construction, more high tech, you know, different construction methods and stuff. And um, I, I, I think that that's really, really important. For most people I speak to, that's the one thing they want, isn't it? Okay. Even ahead of stadium capacity and sort of all the, the other you know facilities, the one thing they want more than anything is like a, a really intimidating big pit of an atmosphere yeah. you know and I think that and and I think that's reflected that's, in the yeah, survey yeah, like that's, 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 yeah. That's, that's the priority ahead of any capacity issues anything like that for me I think it's, it's getting that atmosphere and right. that obviously comes back to being able to fill it yeah, yeah absolutely is the, is the thorny issue yeah, of, of absolutely. The, of the time isn't absolutely it? well that's one of the, the logical arguments isn't it about well, don't unnecessarily overset yourselves um, and that's one of the points I've raised in the past so you can, is it? 
Is it Sam Amez, Bill Bowers, that like 53 is? Yeah, they, like did, they deliberately capped yeah. it because I remember I was at the um, Soccer, S Co Soccer X conference in Manchester a couple of years ago and uh, I think it was the chief executive, Bill Bowers, was on stage presenting this argument and saying, look, yeah, we capped it at 52 or whatever yeah. it was because we wanted to retain the atmosphere. Um, it's inside, I mean, there's another, I don't want to get too accountancy like on this, but I think one of the things we need to bear in mind about the stadium, and, 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 and Robert, Robert Elston alluded to this last week, didn't he? I think, is that, you know, clubs are no longer dependent on their, their sort of match daily seats for their like general overall financial well being. I think if you have a look at the last 10 years at Everton, 10 years ago, a third of our income came. From like match day, match day tickets with the rest obviously from tally. In the last set of accounts, that was less than ten percent. So if you think about, so our gate receipts at the moment are probably I don't know 15, 20 million a year, but our income is like two hundred million a year. So, so it, it, it doesn't necessarily follow that moving from fifty to sixty is going to make make a massive. Financial difference but do to we, because we never know where the next TV deal is going to go. Well, that's one of the do we, have, do we have to, as a football club, ensure that we are maximizing without pricing people out of football and yeah. all of the rest of it, maximizing match day revenue because match day revenue will always be there. Fair, fair point. I mean, there's an argument to say, as you see, this this the current rights for the domestic rights that actually that's probably peaked domestically, but actually, it's the overseas rights are the yes. big one, isn't yeah. it? Um, so it's um, but that's what I'm saying is it's like you know financially in terms of going from 50 to 60 you've also got to realize actually against you know the benefits of maybe potentially filling it actually there's like not a lot of difference in financially to us of moving from 50 to 60 on, on match day revenues and and we've got to put that extra money against well what about the the loss of atmosphere the you know reputational damage and things like that if we don't fill it and that, that you know, and and it's a, it's it's a two-sided coin, isn't it? On that that aspect for me. And this is what Dan was saying, wasn't he? Yesterday, to be fair to him, there's a lot. It's enormously complex thing. This mm. this discussion, isn't Several it? Several complex there's, there's, factors. There's, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's, so there's, I could name ten off the top of my head of, of to take into account in like the capacity of the ground, you know, size of fan base, cost, what you're going to charge people, atmosphere, as you say, you know. You know that there's four off the off the off the stars. Mm. You know um, location. There's there's lots of you know so so many different factors, and I think it's a real balancing act. And as yeah. you say, some of those factors are not necessarily pointing in the same direction. Mm. So basically, what I'm saying is, you can talk about this for five hours and still not still. Well, the, the point is, there's going to be people disappointed. Yeah. Whichever whichever way it goes, yeah. there will be definitely yeah. people disappointed. So. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how they marry everything together. Yeah, no, I, I, if, it, if it were me, if I was Evan, I would sell it on the basis that moving ground from Goodison to a 50,000-seater stadium by, by the Banks of Mersey is a massive statement and, you know, and is huge, shows huge ambition. Mm. Is the difficulty, though, convincing people that that is, that is matching the level of ambition when we see Spurs and we've seen Arsenal do it and we see them yeah. whether people would argue rightly or wrongly as Evertonians we see Spurs and Arsenal as rivals yes and I know you can say well we're not no I get that I so, get that so why wouldn't we that, I think that's that maybe at the number of the issue isn't it why well, wouldn't we do what they've done because historically we are rivals but here in 2018 we're not and that's that. that's the thing isn't it 
Yeah. You know, we had this discussion this week, that, uh, a couple of weeks ago, about Sam's sort of woolly statements about Newcastle and West Ham, wasn't it? You know, it, it, it's it's put it this way: Do Arsenal and Spurs see Evan as their rivals? Probably not. No, I think we've been honest as it stands yeah, in the current know, climate. That's, no, that's probably the thing. not. You, I, I think mean, Arsenal maybe were concerned about Everton at the start of the season. Oh yeah, yeah, and Ben Martinez that fair season, yes. very concerned yeah, at yeah, that yeah. campaign, but. You've got then, to if you if you fast track twelve months and go, Arsenal worried about us. Yeah, we've had a terrible season. Fingers crossed, touch with everything, we get back on track. Arsenal, yes, the points difference will show that they've the, yeah. the gap has widened, but they're probably going to have the same concerns. If Everton have a good summer, getting the right coach, if Sam goes, of course, <laughs> and all of that, and all yeah, of that. Yeah, business. yeah, yeah, I get that. So, are they? Are we rivals again? Well. This goes back to what we were saying before about what, what's the type of football we're going to be playing when, before we move to a new stadium. We're not rivals at the moment, but we obviously have potential to be rivals. I mean, that's what people said when Mercedes came in, and that's what Mercedes wants, isn't it? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, as we're sitting here and maybe having a discussion about staging capacities, are we, are we, I would say, not? And that's reflected in the size of the, the fan bases. But we, you know, you don't know, dear, a couple of years' time. We may have sort of twenty, thirty thousand people on the season ticket list. I mean, I remember like in eighty three, four, because I'm that old. We had nineteen thousand people. Wow. You know, home game. So also like that doubled. Yeah. You know, the following year. Yeah. Because sp- we had a successful team. Mm. Success is a track. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So mm. it's 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 all about very good me quoting stats and fan base size and stuff like that. But a bit of success. Mm. You know, you may tag other people in. Yeah. I I just don't think like we should get hung up on like stadium capacity relating to the the size of the club or our ambitions or or any anything like that. Yeah, if Arsenal want to build sixty, let them do it. Spurs want to let them do it. Like why? I I just don't see why that should necessarily fa- fa- factor into Everton. I can understand why people would want to argue for a 60,000 seater stadium but I don't think that should be the reason behind it yeah. do you think maybe it's not explicit but the psychological thing is Liverpool's 55 possibly yeah possibly it could be and you know, could be it, it, actually 60's more than Liverpool there's a footnote on the statement that the football club pinned to the lamppost on yeah, it, Rec Road yeah I just, have, I just have this vision <laughs> of like some sort one. of like yeah, yeah. <laughs> arms race between the two clubs as we go yeah. to 16 I go to 65 and then we go up to 17 like, like being and, in an auction room yeah, 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 yeah. Arsenal and Spurs have been doing to be fair like, well of they, course like, they keep announcing like little extra bits to the well, stadium because well, their yeah. new capacity is going to be Marginally very close, aren't they? Yeah, well, I, I think Spurs was originally fifty-five, wasn't mm. it? And then they took it up to sixty. Mm. Um, so, yeah, maybe that sort of plays into it. I'm not certain, but again, what a complex uh, issue to discuss. Mm. Yeah. Um, just final part of the, the complex discussion, if we may, is loosely termed fan engagement. Everton have have gone on. We've gone into a sort of uh, process of fan engagement. Started with the key principle survey, and we'll ratchet up next month with four at least maybe there's a room for more to subject to demand workshops with Dan Mice at Goodison in the Alex Young suite if you're in them you you know what would you want to get out of that workshop with Dan realistically what what, what do you think as a supporter should expect from from those hour long sessions um, do you think people are going to go in believing that they're going to come out with a figure I think I think what I would want is something where there's a consistent 
tale being told by the club and Dan. Okay. Mm. I don't think, you know, we should never give the impression of us as a club. Like where those two parties are thinking differently in, in public. So I'd like to see a consistent message mm. from, from both parties. Cause, and I, that, that, that's what I'd want. Um, I'd like to see it being given as a platform for fans to like share more views face to face. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, sur- the survey was a good, like a really good way to reach a wide range of fans, but like the, it was limited in a sense by the questions that were being asked. Yeah, of course, like, they could be too specific, could they? Yeah, I think exactly. Was 50, I think it was fifty questions. On exactly. The, on the yeah. Like with it, with Dan being that, like there. It, it'll be a good. It'll be a good chance for fans to just share share what kind of thoughts that they've got. Going into the Lakers, rather than just us, like sitting around the table or going on Twitter and debate debating it ourselves, like let's let's have some, like at least at least some level of answer from yeah. the man who's actually behind it. So second point, and must stress at this point, the club, the design of the stadium, obviously is a complete ongoing process, and this is why the club are doing this fan feedback because it will influence a yeah. lot of things. But do you think fans? have to see uh, concept images at the workshop this is what Dan this is, this is what in Dan, this is in Dan's mind and this is what is in the club's mind but look things are, are definitely not set in stone and this is why we're doing it because we want you to have your say and it will shape and you know it's an incest them on that isn't it do, is that, um, is that, is that a, something the club should do or do, the, we, do, we, it, do the club withhold any images because you, you know it's yeah. such a I think it's it, such it, a big thing seeing something yeah on paper, if they did, if they did release a concept image, like the, I think the only way it would go well is if it was quite close to like the final package at the end of it. Mm. Like if they release a concept image and then, like, obviously the fans have their say and there's like some big like flaws in the system and then we change the whole thing, like based on that. Like, is 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 it is it looking like Dan's just accommodated the fans rather than like this this needs to be. I think I think we can only see something when we know that's going to be. Yeah. It. I think that was a good point by that Dan's accommodating the fans who's built. This is it's in, whose wishes does you know whose wishes on the design does 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 the stadium have to reflect? Is it Dan's? Is it is it the, the clubs? Is it the spectators? Oh, it's going to be a manager. Really. Really. The, the like, theory, yeah. therefore, would be yeah. the club will listen to the fans. The fans feedback to the club. The club therefore feedback everything to Dan. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the theory on the flowchart. But if, yeah, yeah. but if that's not viable because of cost, because of like he said about the location, hasn't he? At some point, there's going to have to be a bit of compromise here, isn't well, it? Like that. Yeah, that's and, and that's the danger. Isn't that's when you get friction, isn't it? it? I think it would be a good platform to him to fully, yeah. for, for, to fully explain. Like the the things that he was saying on Twitter yesterday. Look, this is why, this is why this comes into play. This is why this comes into play. Yeah. Like he's a like at the end of the day, we've hired him, we've hired him to do this because he's a professional. Like he thirty years of experience. Exactly. He, he he does this for a living, so he he can then explain why why he's doing what he's doing. Here's one for you. How much do we look at? His other project that's on the go at the minute, Roma's new ground. I think they're doing fifty-two, aren't they? I, 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 again, I, I would say we can't, we can't be looking at what okay. other clubs yeah. are doing. Like, yeah. Whether it's the same architect or not, I, like I don't want, I don't want him to just be bringing over loads of ideas just because like they may or may not have worked for Roma. Like, mm. uh, it, this has got to be an Everton, Everton-focused yeah. idea for Fair me. Point, totally. Right. Mm. 
Excellent. I'm sure we could spend more than the 40 odd minutes. We'd probably spend a hundred brain hurts. Spare, spare some thought for Dan Mice. I'm sure his will, will continue to hurt somewhat more in the, in the coming months and, uh, and, and years. So thank you very much for listening. It's a really thorny issue, a heavy debate, as Dan said, and, and an emotive issue. And, you know, it's, it's the issue of the generation, isn't it? And so yeah. rightly, there are strong opinions on all sides. And, and um, you know, it's, 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 but it's great that, that Evertonians are debating this all across all platforms yeah. and it's healthy and it's good and you know there will be a decision at some point and we will uh, we will get behind it if, if we feel it's the right thing and uh, let's just see but the next step of course is the workshops next month with Dan and we're really looking forward to them and seeing what comes out of them but we will be back around the podcast table to talk about that no doubt at the time and uh, of course preview the return to football next week with Manchester City the visitors to Goodison so thank you very much for tuning in to the latest edition of the Royal Blue Podcast in association with Sport Pacer.